So the Lord is speaking. <clears throat> and uh, we come to church in the hope that he will. <laughs> um, and, and how he speaks and what he says. Uh, we have been trying in this church to release as much of the body of Christ uh, as possible and just come and allow him to speak. And he does. And today he's saying to us, release your burdens. Release the plan that you have for your life. And to trust him. It uh, Earlier this morning I was here praying and I got the sense that today is a day of invitation. That the Lord is inviting you to something. Inviting you to a surrender. Inviting you to letting go. Inviting you to come in and decide to walk with him. That we don't know what the future brings. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But God is saying that he wants to take your burdens. I don't know what he wants to do with them. But he wants to take them. And he wants us to be bold and brave enough to actually give them to him. And not take them back. But to trust him with these situations in our life that he has an answer for them. And as long as we are worrying, there's no room for faith. So God is saying, you let that go. Whatever that burden is, whatever that loss is, to let it go. And also, the idea of tearing up the plan for your life. One of the great shocking things to us is the idea that we might be doing it wrong. We're scared to death of that. As people, we love security. We love knowing everything is going to work out just the way it's supposed to work out. But you know and I know that life does not do that all the time. Rarely does it do that. And we find curves and bends and changes in our life. And we say, God, what's going on? And God's saying, this morning, I want you to tear up. He's obviously speaking to someone, a few people specifically about that. To tear up the plan that you had for your life. And to let go of the great expectations that you had for your life and start taking God's expectations for your life. And you're saying, well, I don't know what they are. He'll let you know. He'll let you know what they are. But what certainly God is saying this morning is he wants a clean slate in your life. He wants you to give him a clean slate. He wants you to let go of all of the ideas that you had. And these are very generalized statements. The Holy Spirit will show you specifically what he means for you in your life. But he's definitely saying, change something. Let it go. Tear it up. Trust me. Trust me that I have a better plan. This is this. Now, I don't know if you all remember, but this is the second time God has said this to us. He said it last week also, the same thing, almost the same thing. So God is trying to give to you the blessing that he has for you. But we cannot get anything from God without taking it. It just doesn't plop on us. We have to be aware. We have to be in cahoots with God on it. We have to be saying, okay, Lord, I don't know what you have 
in store for my life. I don't know what the plan is you have, but I know mine hasn't worked very well. And maybe it's not working the way it should. So what we can say is God is saying to you today, I have a plan where you don't have one. I have a solution for a a plan that maybe is not working, and God is just saying, rip it up. Let it go. Because the Lord has a path for us to follow. That scripture that we said last week, it's coincidentally, it's sitting here. Uh, Proverbs 20, 24, the Lord directs our steps, so why try to understand everything along the way? He's saying, don't do that. Trust me. This is a very hard thing to do. Trust him with your marriage. Trust him with your job. Trust him with the personal goals you have for life. Trust him that he's able to put things back together that are broken. It's all about surrender with God. It really is. It's all about surrender. We are a people uh, that, that want to hold on to things. We want to know that we've got everything secure. We want to know that we have a plan and it's going to work. That's not the way God works. It is not the way it works. God is asking us to trust him daily. Yeah, we can have some thoughts. We can have some hopes. But to actually say, Father, I'm going to follow your plan instead of mine. Now, that's a big statement. That is a very big statement because it requires you and I to actually listen to God instead of just conjuring things up in our head. It was said, I don't know who said it this morning, but instead of having something and expecting God to bless it, why don't we just say, God, what do you have for me? And then it's already blessed. It's already guaranteed to have the effect and the success that God has wanted to give us. So often we say, you know, God, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what's going to happen. And and I just hope you're along for the ride. But in most cases, God says, no, walk with me daily. Walk with me daily and trust me. Now, there's some people here who have a plan in their life. And it's very much from God. And God's not saying for you to rip that up. But he is saying to somebody, whatever you're planning, rip it up. Because I have a different plan for your life and you need to accept that and you need to trust that and stop kicking against the bricks. And just trust me, follow me, walk with me. The uh, the sense I'm getting is that We're always coming back at God saying why it can't work and why he can't work and why it won't work. And he's saying, trust me. Tear up your objections. Tear up your plan and trust me and I will guide your steps. This is a a powerful thing. We say, well, where are we going? What are you going to do, Lord? And sometimes he doesn't tell you. But that's where he did it with the Jews in the desert. All of a sudden, The presence of God would lift, and it would move. And they'd go, okay, I guess we got to move. And they they moved over 19 different times. Sometimes they would be in one place for a couple of days. Another time they'd be there for a year. But they would never know. Because all of a sudden, the presence would lift. Moses would say, oh, it's time to move. Where are we going? I don't know. And you saw what problems that caused for the Jews when they were in the desert. 
It caused them to start complaining. It caused them to start not trusting God and not believing that God's plan was a good one and a safe one. What was God doing? He was trying to teach them trust and faith. He was moving them around just to let them know that he's in control and that when they got in desperate situations, and it's very interesting, he moved them very often to desperate situations. He'd move them to places where they were under attack. He would move them to places where there was no water. He would move them to places where there was no food. And in the middle of it all, what would come up out of the people would be their actual lack of faith and their actual lack of trust. Not because God wanted to kill them, but because God wanted to encourage them and show them where their faithlessness is. So God this morning is saying, tear up the plan for your life. Now that's a pretty big statement. Maybe the job you were thinking that you were going to have or the direction in your life, maybe God's saying this morning, no, I don't think that is actually the way to go. It's, I don't know what God is saying to individuals, but what he is definitely saying this morning is, trust me, it is a time of invitation. And I also feel to say to trust him with your life. There's people here not living for Jesus. I don't know what your faith is. It might be something you grew up in. It might be something that's just part of your tradition. It might be just something that you do when you feel like it. And you just like talking about God, but you don't necessarily follow him. Because following God and talking about God are two different things. Sitting down with a cappuccino talking about the great exploits of God and actually following that God are two different things. And knowing God is not necessarily a relationship with God in the sense knowing about him. God wants something else in a relationship with him. He desires and demands something else. It's called obedience. And what he's saying this morning, he's inviting you into that this morning. Give me your burdens. We have to be willing to trust him with it. And some of you have burdens that are pretty big, and it's pretty scary. And you're saying, God, are you really going to take care of this? And then the plan, tear up the plan, trust me with it. And then on the third case is actually turn your life over to Jesus. Actually turn your life over to him. Uh, No half measures anymore. No just when I feel like it. No when I don't know if God's with me so I don't know what I'm going to do. No being something else on Monday than we are on Sunday. Because God's watching. And he's not watching so he can catch you. He's watching so he can cure you and heal you. So that you can have the fullness. The reality of it is, is that one day, like that song says, we are going to stand in front of God. And we are going to have to give an account. Oh, well, I've, I've accepted Christ and, and uh, I'm covered by the blood. Yeah, but the church will be judged according to what we have said and what we have done. And so God is saying, I, I would rather you judge yourself now than me have to judge you then. I'd rather it happen right now. So the Lord is really speaking this morning. He's saying some somber stuff. So we have to have an action. We can't just let it go and and walk, walk away. We want to give God an opportunity, and we want to have an opportunity to release faith. So, Father, I pray this morning for, first of all, those who have burdens, 
Father, you wouldn't have said it if there weren't people here with burdens. And Father, we are here in the presence of Almighty God. And you are asking us to hand over our burdens to you. That you are trustworthy and that you will take care of them. For those that are in that situation, I just pray that you stand right now as a statement of receiving God's invitation. Standing and giving him these burdens and trusting him and saying, I don't have a solution, but you do. Father, you see those who have stood, you know the things that are in their heart, you know the things that are being said to them, and Father, you came here this morning because you knew they were going to be here, and you said what you said this morning because you knew their hearts had burdens. Father, we are in the midst of a miracle. We are in the midst of a miracle. We came never thought anything about it, and you just reached down into our hearts, saw what was there, and you said in mercy, I want to help you with that burden. So, Father, in our mind's eye, we just give you, we just see ourselves giving you this burden, and we trust you with it because you are the burden bearer, Father God. And, Jesus, you said, all those who are heavy laden, come unto me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we just put this on your shoulders, Jesus. And we just see you taking it. And we give it to you. And we trust you. That you're going to work this out. And what seems unchangeable, the Lord is saying this morning, is changeable. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for those who need to tear up the script of their life. They just need to tear up the plans. They need to surrender their life. I don't know why, but Father, you saw this morning that there were people that were living a plan for their life that was not the right one. And Lord, for those this morning, I pray they would stand and that, Father God, they would just give you the pieces and the parts of their life and just take back that empty slate and watch you start drawing a new life for them. The plan and the destiny and the purpose. And Father, for those that have that this morning, who are surrendering their life to you, their life plan to you. Father, we do it with faith. And we thank you that your path is the best one. Your plan is the best one. So we trust you with it and we give it to you this morning. And finally, Father, for those that they know that they are not living completely for you. They know that they're a different person on the street than they are in the church. They know that their life is not reflecting you the way it should. They know that there's more they can give you. And they know that, Father God, you are calling them this morning. For those, I pray that you would stand and just receive that, that new relationship to open up your life completely. And this morning, make that vow and make that commitment to give all of your life to Jesus. And Father, we don't know what that means totally. You show us from day to day. But we stand here today and we say, Father, we want to serve you and we want to give you our whole life, not just our Sunday life. We want to give you Sunday, Monday through Saturday, Father God. We want to give you it all. 
And we ask your forgiveness for the ways that we have served you with half measures and served you with weak intent. And Father, we have been double-minded in our worship and our following of you. Father, we confess that in front of you this morning and ask for a full life in you, not a partial one. And we know that you have received this, Father God. And Jesus, this is what you died to give us. So we take it and receive it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. I, you know, folks, I mean, how can we say there's not a God? I mean, we have amount of whatever amount of people are here. God gives a prophetic word. And there must have been probably at least 30 people or 20 people or more that responded to those words. Did Tony and Charlie and whoever else, Heather and and Roseanne and Jerry, did they just make that up? Are they psychic? (laughs) Like, no, they're not winning any lotteries. If they were psychic, they'd go out and get the numbers and win the lottery. They're not doing that. No, what happened is God came down and spoke to you. He had a message for you specifically. That, to me, is amazing. That's church. I I don't, like, I could have got up and talked about the 12 steps of Elijah or something, but the beauty of being able to come and allow God to speak directly into us is something I really hope we understand the value of this and the preciousness of this. One thing, one last thing. I have a video. A friend of mine is a missionary in Zambia. And he sent me a videotape of this guy. He's a missionary in Zambia. He's a national. He's from Zambia. And he was put in prison. And and this is just his story. You just want to play that, Gladys? Thanks. This is uh, Amos Sameba. He is an evangelist in Zambia. He was just wrongfully put in jail, uh, spent 25 days in jail. And this is his story. Well, we thank God that uh, He works um, uh, things for good. Uh, so I uh, was put in jail on uh, 4th of June, um, and I spent uh, 25 days uh, in the jail in Kabul. And uh, I just want to thank God that when I went there, uh, the favor of God was really pronounced because um, um, I was received uh, well. I didn't know how I was going to live there, but I was uh, separated and put in a, what they call cell one, where there are elder people and I was taken care. Uh, I just want to thank God that um, God provided all my needs, um, you know, spiritually and uh, physically. I had enough food that was coming from my friends outside, those who were visiting me. But I want to thank God that, uh, you know, I never knew that one day I would be in the, in the jail. But uh, while I was there, I uh, was among 905 people, and uh, God opened the door for me to share the word of God. And uh, every, almost like every day, I was preaching to, to people. And a Sunday, I had a lot of people that I, I preached to. I remember one time I was speaking to a, a lot of people, and about um, 150 people um, were in that uh, service. And uh, almost 85 people gave their lives to, to the Lord on one day. And uh, every day people are coming to uh, see me, 
and I was uh, encouraging them and leading them to trust. Some they needed prayer, somewhere to have some physical problems. And I was praying with them somewhere, spiritual problems. I was able to lead them uh, to trust. And uh, you know, my and I was talking to these officers every day who were uh, needed also some my, my counsel, my encouragement, and even share the word of God. And uh, when the time came for me to, to come out, uh, many people didn't want me to, to really leave because uh, uh, people wanted to hear the word of God every day because I was like in a, in a counseling room. My cell was like an office where people were coming to uh, seek uh, spiritual guidance, spare, no, um, a spiritual word from God. And uh, my 25 days were like days of ministry uh, in that place. God opened that, that door that uh, even the officers are now are saying you can come at any time to preach the word of God. God. And um, so at any time, I'll be, I'll be going back to just uh, go there and uh, preach the word again and encourage the churches there and my friend, my fellow evangelists to go and, uh, and preach the, the, the word of God. It has become my second church now. Uh, it's uh, uh, just from nowhere. God gave me about 905 uh, church, you know, uh, you know uh, church where I would preach the word of God and uh, such an opportunity are rare. Uh, sometimes uh, something that was bad God tends to be an opportunity for me to share the word of God. So pray for me and uh, we pray for you that we also have developed a heart for those people that are incarcerated there. Thank you so much and may God bless you. Thank you Amos. Now what do you do with that, right? <laughs> The guy is thrown in jail. He said, I never expected to be in jail. You would think that's a bad thing. No, that's a good thing. Because look at what God did. After 25 days, he had 105 converts. And they're inviting him back into the jail. <laughs> you know? And, the, and he was saying that the guards were inviting him. So uh, the, the reason I want to play that was to encourage you that your plan may look like it's going in the ditch and oh my heavens, I can't believe this negative thing just happened or this terrible thing just happened. But in actuality, God took it and used it for this incredible opportunity. He could have sat in the cell and just put his face in his hands and said, well, this really, this is too bad. Like this obviously should not be happening. Look at what's happening to me. But he said, and this is one of the things that we have to understand is that God can redeem everything. He can redeem everything doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter where you are, what the situation is. He can do some good in it. He can get something out of it. So just, I don't, know what's, I don't know why I had to play that. I don't know what's coming in your life. I don't know. But the fact is, don't worry. Because God is able to take what seems like a negative and turn it into a positive. So be encouraged because he's in control of everything. He really is. I mean, we wouldn't have the letters of the New Testament if Paul had not been put in prison right? It gave him time to sit and write. So he wrote, and you know, the, the free world for the last 2,000 years uh, have been reading those letters. And uh, it's just amazing. It is amazing. So um, one last, we want to pray for any healings. Anybody have a physical? You just want to stand? Um, anyone needs physical healing? That's fine. Yeah. So those of you who know how to pray, could you just gather around uh, these people? Come on. 
I'll give you time to go and make sure everyone standing has somebody praying for them. Yeah. Thank you, Mama. Everyone gets in. Just come over here and uh, right here. If you see somebody without the uh, a, a hand on them, just put your hand on them. Gary, right there. Someone pray for Gary. We believe in healing. Uh, we believe that it is part of the covenant promise that God gave us. How God wants to do it, to the degree he wants to do it, that's up to him. But Father, right now we stand in your presence. And Father, I just pray in Jesus' name for right now as you guys are all standing there, just in your mind, say what the condition is in your mind. Father, you see this right now and we just speak healing in the name of Jesus and we command those conditions to be gone in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, do your healing work. Mobility, internal organ fixing, blood issues, joint issues, neck issues, around the shoulders, cancer, that isn't even diagnosed yet. Father, we command it to be gone. Balance and sugar diabetes. Balance and sugar diabetes. Just those sugar levels to go down. And uh, internal organs just healing right now. Just internal organs are healing right now. Envision in your mind the healing. Envision it in your mind because you're agreeing with God when you do that. And Father, we receive it, we claim it, and we are determined to walk in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen.